Despite the fact that it's All-Star Week, not much going on in terms of basketball action, but plenty of action here with Locked On Warriors because we got the greatness that is Damon Bruce joining me next. He's the only person I know that actually talks to Steve Kerr for more than 30 seconds or a minute. You've got insights, my man, and we're going to get into that next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. You can follow my guest, my friend Damon Bruce, on Twitter, at Damon Bruce. It's as easy as it gets, and you can follow me, Cyrus Sotsas, another super easy name, at Dog Surfer Ocho. Damon, it is so great to see you, brother. How are you doing? And what is your uh, your reaction, your opinion on where the Warriors stand at 29 and 29? I'm not happy. How are you feeling? Uh, first of all, good to see you, man. Hey, Always man. a pleasure hey, to join you. How, how many of these have you done now? Are we counting these bad boys? Well, it's a daily. It's the only daily Warriors show, and I've been doing this now for about a year and a half, so I lost count. Yeah, it's been a long 400 time. 400-something. Well, dude, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's good to be on with you again. And you too, brother. It's, it's 29 and 29. That's a huge scoop of not inspiring anything, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it's as down the middle of the lane, nothing to really be that upset about, nothing to really be that proud of. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, I mean, it, it's, I think it's, it's a little bit emblematic of how the NBA has just basically decided. Yeah. You know, we're going to take the first, first 30, 40 games and just, you know, we're, we're just not even going to give a shit. <laughs> and that sucks. I mean, that, that really sucks. It used to be, you know, which which team would start leaning into defensive concepts? How many games would it take? Nobody comes out hair of fire, you know, for game number two. You come out for that home opener, your season opener, and then you kind of, you know, get into a little bit of a lull. You got a lot of season to go. But, you know, normally around Thanksgiving, you start playing a little defense. Nope, not this year. So maybe, you know, Christmas. Christmas is like the second official opening of the – no, no, not Christmas, no. Okay, so maybe like a week later, new, no, not New Year's. Well, what about, you know, Valentine's Day? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. So I guess it's going to be after the All-Star break. So now it's a question of the whole league has a switch to flip. Who will actually do it? And can the Warriors still actually – do it. They've got more house credit than any team in any sport in the last decade. There is no group of three NBA players who can look around at each other like Steph, Clay, and Dre and be like, yeah, we got this shit, right? We're good. We're good. We got this. And they might have that. The problem is, is the team around them. And as good as your big three might be, if your next eight guys ain't getting it done, there's no such thing as the three were big enough to, oh, you know, defense and benches don't matter. And yeah. the defense and the bench have been the two biggest sore spots of the entire year for the Warriors. 
dude, that bench, especially, man, it's it, that's it's just been abysmal. Uh, you know, I know they're playing a little better recently, but that's it's the source, it's the sore uh, spot on this team. I mean, it's the reason why the defensive numbers are awful. It's the reason why they can't. Uh, oftentimes, the starters are exhausted at the end, and they and can't always what, close games. What, you know, what kind yeah. of drives me nuts about the whole thing too is like at twenty nine and twenty nine, it means nothing's happened yet. And in a nothing's happened yet season, <laughs> there was all sorts of time to give developmental minutes yes. to guys who just simply couldn't be given developmental minutes because yes. tonight's, game, tonight's game means so much. Well, it didn't mean that much. It didn't mean enough for the entire team to play defense. So, you know, the whole we couldn't find minutes for the number two pick in the draft, like that kind of drives me nuts. There are eight minutes cooked in to every single NBA game that has ever been played that don't mean anything, you know? And, and that's when you go ahead and you start developing, guys. And I'm afraid that what, you know, here's the thing. Maybe maybe James Wiseman just sucks. Awesome. I wish I wish Steve Kerr would have just said, look, Damon, He's a total pussy, and he's got stone hands. And we could have been done with it, right? We could have been <laughs> done with it. Like, I got no follow-up questions. Thank you very much. We can go on to the next question. But, you know, if all you're going to do is tell me how much you love him and how much you love coaching him and how great he is and how much he works hard and all this, well, well then where is the results? I'm not asking for a fully functional, fully formed finalized nba player i'm asking for rebounds exactly exactly that's it you can't coach a seven footer to get rebounds i okay all right i'm with you all all big men come in two flavors this is an old saying from bloomington this is i'm pulling out the indiana stuff i love it i love it that's where you're from for people that don't know yeah big men come in two flavors they're either made out of stone with nice soft hands or they got stone hands and everything else about them is soft. <laughs> and I think that's what James Wiseman might be. I don't know. I love your energy, your passion. And I love the fact that this season is driving you nuts as well. I'm going ape, you know what, crazy over just the lack of, of rationale, the lack of any sense. And, and uh, you know, a huge reason why I called you up late last week was because I heard that interview. You're one of the only people on the planet who interviews and you yourself and your co-host uh, uh, Ray Ratto, you interview Steve Kerr in long form fashion. Like the only other media I see Steve Kerr and Bob Myers do are those press conferences. And I've been expressing my disappointment in the press pool this year because they're lobbing softballs left and right. I don't see any follow-up questions. I don't see hard questions. And then you actually ask the hard question. You And it's not even that hard. That's the worst part. It's not really a hard question. All you asked was, what the hell is going on? With, why? What happened with James Wiseman? And I, I don't appreciate the fact that he gives you this really vague answer of experience. And how. And then when you brought up Patrick Baldwin Jr. and he gets a little testy about that, which it was a very valid question you asked. And his response is, rookies don't play. Um, sorry, Keegan Murray's playing a lot for the well, third seed Sacramento Kings, and, by the and, way. And, you know, I, I, look, I, his claim to be, you know, his his point back would be like, well, they're in a much different situation than we're in. Yeah. And in a way, I, I get it. But in another way, I don't because I don't they're all. better than you right now. So their situation, trying to make the playoffs for the first time in 3,000 years, is just as desperate as yours is. And, like, I mean, to me, I don't want to see what happened to James Wiseman happen to Patrick Baldwin Jr. Because I think yes. whenever he hits the court, he looks pretty good. Yes. You know, great. No, we're not there yet. 
but there's reason to play him a little bit more and he'll get, you know, eight minutes of court time and then you won't see him for another three weeks. And to me, that's just a really funny way to go about developing anything. It, it just really is. And, you know, I, the, the question that I asked Steve that, that upset him that I didn't, I was surprised he was upset by it. Same. And I said, look, you know, if drafting young and raw was the wrong thing to do, you came back for a second bite at that apple when you drafted Jonathan Kaminga. So what could you take out of Jonathan Kaminga that you wish you could put into James Wiseman to change the situation? And, you know, he got the whole, well, you know, all players are different. I don't think he he's a big, he's a big, bigs are it's so much harder for a big, some truth, but that's, that's not a complete answer at all. Sorry. To right. But there's, you. there's some, there's some element of your coaching has stuck with Kaminga in a way it just simply hasn't. And look, there's also the out of, you know, hey, Damon, he was just always so injured and always so hurt. We just couldn't put a timeline together for it to ever work. But that's not what you said either. You know, it, so to me, it sounds like, you know, they, they look, they got a lot of house credit. And Joe Lake yeah. of pennies. We know that. If they thought James Wiseman was a player, he'd still be on the roster. Yeah. Full stop and period. They clearly do not think he is an NBA player and is three years away from playing in Greece or something. <laughs> China. <laughs> China can score 90 points. Or, or Thailand, wherever Dwight Howard is, where he's dropping 90 points a game and still losing. Call that guy! Call that guy! <laughs> 90. We're going to have a lot more with the voice of the flagship station of the Golden State Warriors, 95.7 The Game, Damon Bruce. And you are that, sir. I hope you don't, uh, you don't uh, try to... Be humble in the in this situation. Oh no! Uh, we'll have a lot. I am galactically <laughs> important to the foundation of that radio station. Good, I'm glad we all good. know it because that's the truth. We're going to talk a lot more Warriors in just a minute. Uh, first, got to give some love to Fanduel. Damon, would you agree that this show and this network is going somewhere when Fanduel car companies are starting to sponsor us? We're on the way up, right? I mean, that's a good sign. I think. I hope nothing says this is working like a car sponsorship. Absolutely. And the, look, it's the midway point of the NBA season. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I wish we here in California could do that, but for everyone else, you're so lucky. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Play FanDuel. So you don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And if you're in California, call your bookie. <laughs> I do. I, I, I do. Got you, 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 uh, California, you got a bookie. You got a drug dealer. You got, <laughs> you got the things that you need in other states. You got it here. Just do it. You know how to get it from California. <laughs> Make everyone more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. <laughs> you are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. So is Damon Bruce on Twitter. You can follow him there at Damon Bruce. And you actually are free on the radio. That's one of the biggest perks of listening to a radio station. It's free, uh, which is awesome. You look, you again, Steve Kerr. I, 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 if you don't mind me staying on this topic for a minute longer, just because you're right, man. He's earned a lot of leeway with the four titles in eight years. 
I'm not I, like a lot of people just, you know, feel like whatever he says, I'll, I will agree with, I'll do. My perspective is he's not infallible. He's had Stephen Curry and incredible other players on his roster for this whole run. Um, he's a great coach. I'm not calling for his head, but he's not immune to criticism, right? And no, this season has been right. He's not and immune this to criticism. Season's just been weird. I guess let me ask you this, man, because this has been uh not a lot of people are talking about this, but we're talking about this a lot on this show. Bob Myers is on an expiring deal, right? And a lot of people are wondering, well, what's gonna happen there, right? This isn't a normal situation. Um, but his comments in that recent press conference following the Gary Payton II uh, trade were very pointed at Steve Kerr. I don't know if you interpreted that in the same way, but when he's talking about the, the buyout market and saying we're not going to spend two, three million dollars on a player that our coach isn't going to play, we're not going to get someone who's seven, eight, nine feet tall if the coach isn't going to play him. You know, I it's, it's easy to kind of read between the lines there. Um, but what no one is talking about is that Steve Kerr next year is going to be a lame duck coach if he doesn't get an extension. I guess what I'm asking you is, let's say hypothetically this season ends in a total disaster. First round exit, hell, they don't even make the playoffs. That's a possibility. Um, what do you think happens? Like This offseason is going to be wild. Your prediction, sir? My prediction is that Steve Kerr is smart enough to coach Steph Curry as long as Steph Curry is an active player. There you go. There and you go. I do think that that the the team is right to want him to. I mean... Say what you want. The nitpicking of any NBA season. You don't like a particular sideline out of bounds play. You don't like that rotation. You didn't like that coach decision. That's all fair game. He is the single most successful coach in the history of the Bay Area, any sport. He has yeah. delivered more championships to the Bay Area than any other coach has. I mean, that's, that's who he also is. And I do think he is um, the most, you know, the most properly, nobly based ambassador the Bay Area could ever have. I admire Steve Kerr That's fair. in That's a million fair. different ways that have almost nothing to do with his sports accomplishments. Same. Same. But, 100%. But. Uh, but, <laughs> but. You can stay too long places. And your voice doesn't carry as much as it used to. And if this is, if this entire season ends and the X marks the spot of this season, was this team just wasn't picking up the message that Steve was putting down? Then we have a problem. Are they tuning out their head coach? Do Steve's words carry the same weight and gravity that they used to? These are not disrespectful of Steve questions. These are acknowledging realities of ego-driven locker rooms. And the biggest ego-driven locker room you'll find in sports is an NBA locker room. Fair. So it's, we're, we're evaluating that, like right now. I mean, I think that that needs to be part of the evaluation of how this franchise goes forward, because you know that you have the right guy as long as everybody's bought in. Right. But if this season doesn't go where it's supposed to because guys just simply weren't bought in for the first 58 games of the year or in the next – I mean, I, I'll i tell you, I got some sobering numbers here. And the one thing where I could just tell that Steve needed to go on an all-star break and he had just been – he had canceled due to the whole James Wiseman and the, the, the trade not going through with the medical issue with Gary Payton II. They had canceled – the weekly that we normally have with Steve, and because he never cancels, we said, of course, we understand it. If you can't yeah, talk yeah. about the trade, we really 
don't need to talk to him anyways, because that's what we need to talk about. So by the time he got to us, it was six, seven days after it all happened. I think he just, you know, he was up to here, up to here with every single conceivable element of the first half, which for him has been incredibly frustrating, I'm sure. Yeah. He but also doesn't. I him, I said, so, sure. you know, I, the, the thing about the Warriors is, you know, how good are they still? Are they good enough to beat their opponent? Are they good enough to toy with NBA history? I don't think they're good enough to do both. I think they can beat their opponent, but I don't think they're so good that they can overcome NBA history. And I brought this up to Steve and Steve, when Steve dismissed this, I knew he was ready for vacation. <laughs> well, I heard that you said, you basically pointed out that the, 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 the worst record for a, a world champion. Washington, I got it right here. The 78 Washington bullets have the lowest win total to ever win an NBA championship. They came in at 44 and 38 yep. and went on to win an NBA championship in what Ray Ratto even brought up was the ne'er-do-well of the NBA. This was the cocaine-driven burden magic hadn't been drafted. Nobody yeah. was watching. It was a fit, like it was bad NBA. It was so <laughs> that's not the NBA we're looking at anymore. Just throwing that out there. Um, for the Warriors to finish, and I know Steve is a student of basketball history, for the Warriors to finish 44 and 38, they got to go 15-9 in their final 24 games. I don't think they got a 15 and nine in them. I don't, I, 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 I haven't seen anything to suggest that they really do. If they do, God bless them. The NBA's regular season means if they're NBA champions this year, Cyrus, holy shit. I yes, mean, yeah. holy mackerel. If they are NBA <laughs> champions this year, I will never ask Steve another question about regular season basketball ever again. Ever again, ever, ever again. That's again. fair. That is because right now they don't look like a world champion. Um, you know what? Here, my biggest critique of Kerr this year, and I love your thoughts on this. And also, when you let me, if you got to run, you got to run. I know we're, we're up against we're it. Good. Uh, we're good, dude. I'm already on vacation, baby. <laughs> I'm halfway uh, in Mexico. I'm doing this with. I've got my passport in my pocket. Oh, uh, I'm good. It means the world. It means the world, man. Thank you. My biggest critique, and I love your feedback here, of Kerr this season has been his inflexibility, not only when it comes to playing bigs. But when it comes to playing his youngsters, and it's gone to the point now, again, where he traded Wiseman, and all you wanted to know was what were those factors that led to Kerr giving up on Wiseman? He wouldn't get into the factors. But Wiseman's gone. Kaminga, you have no idea if he's going to play 13 minutes a night or 25 minutes a night. Moody's virtually persona non grata in, in Kerr's book. And for some reason, and again, this is I strongly disagree with the fact that Kerr keeps relying on these two-way players that don't have guaranteed deals, meaning they're not going to play in the playoffs unless uh, Myers and Lacob open up the checkbook and sign one of them. And Moses Moody rots away on the bench. Jermichael Green some night, some night still gets DNPs. I'm not happy with that. I feel like the, the, the talent could be there if Kerr was just playing the right people. And for some reason, he's being really rigid. Your thoughts? Am I, am I crazy? What, what do you think about the two-way guys getting all these minutes? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer your question with a question, which all makes right. me a terrible guest. No, you're fine. Why is Iguodala on this team? Uh, dude, that's no, we've been, you know, you know, <laughs> why is Andre Iguodala on, on, on When you got a constant issue of bodies that can play, why is Andre Iguodala on this team? Well, he's a. Oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Oh. That's, we call him Azel on this show. That's Iguodala's name. I, Perfect. I sorry. Perfect. <laughs> sorry. Go I, ahead. Go ahead. I was like, did it? I was like, <laughs> 
Was that's Iguodala before this interview started? <laughs> that's Iguodala, man. His neck, his back, his neck. Everything's always hurting, man. He's he's old. He's done. Sorry, I digress. Duncan I San Antonio and hasn't been heard from since. Um, look, it, w- why is he on this team? And this team shouldn't yeah. need another veteran voice when you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. You shouldn't yep. need another guy being a, a you know a, a bastion of basketball wisdom. That's <laughs> what that's baked into the damn franchise as it is. Um, and if you want to have him as a coach, move him a seat over, open up a roster spot and get him a suit since he's only wearing civvies anyways. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't understand it either. I think, you know, your questions, why, and, and now look, rookies rarely make good NBA players. I get it. I get it. But you guys knew all that and you chose to stick on this timeline and, you didn't package any element of picks for a player that Steve would prefer. So this is what you, I mean, here's the thing. At some point, you know, the old saying is, you know, dance with the girl who brung you, you know, like when you go, when you go to, who should I dance with? Well, probably the girl that you showed up to the dance with. Yeah. And that's what I look at when I see the Warriors roster. Like the, this is, this is your dance partner. This is who you're dancing with. You can't be like, well, I really don't want to dance with these four guys tonight. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're I, I've been saying on this show and I'm, and I know I'm the first person to say this, but I've been telling people now, don't be surprised if next year, Brent Barry's the head coach of this team. Your thoughts on the, on me saying that Brent Barry. Yeah. He, uh, Myers likes him. What's Brent, uh, Myers what's interviewed Brent him. Doing? What's, What's Brent doing right now? I don't know what right he's doing. Right now, so Brent was interviewed for the assistant GM position that Mike Dunleavy eventually got because Brent uh, turned it down. Uh, right now, Brent is the GM of the Austin Turos, I believe, whoever the G League team of the Spurs is. And the, prem- the, the, the suspicion is they're grooming him to replace R.C. Buford. But Bob Myers loves him. Lacob loves him. I, and, and if he becomes the coach, it's the same path that Steve Kerr took. That's my wild prediction that I think has some validity to it in terms of it po- possibly happening. Do you so think you I'm crazy, though? I don't know your thoughts. Total new train of thought on me. I mean, I, he, here's the thing. I guess this is the difference in the shows that we host. In my mind, I have yet to reach the how do I replace uh, yes, the per yes. portion of my brain. Like, I, I haven't even thought of that. And I certainly <laughs> haven't thought about tapping into the Austin Toreros or ter- Toros or whatever. <laughs> whatever they are. I don't know. If you're, yeah, I don't know. What they, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if his last name were Smith, is he still the right guy? <laughs> so uh, I'll leave. You want Brent and- Smith as much as you want Brent Barry? You know, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about him other than who his dad was, and that he played in the league, and he won a dunk contest. Dude, where's Mac McClung? I mean, that's. I give me know. give me Mac McClung out here for goodness. Well, sakes. in Brent Barry's uh, defense, he did win a title as a player. Uh, he's been yeah. in, he's been in the front office for the Spurs for a few years now. They're the Austin Spurs, is what they called themselves. By the way, I looked it up. Um, okay. Dude, you got to go to Mexico. I'll I'll end I'll end this note uh, and this show on this note. Um, what is your prediction, man? I, I because last year I predicted the Warriors were going to win the title in August. I I saw it a, a lot. I don't know what you predicted. A lot of other people thought I was crazy. Then I stuck to my guns till the very end. I'm not that confident this year. Uh, for a second, I was when they traded for Gary Payne the second, but then he's hurt. We have no idea what we're going to get with them. I guess my thing is I'm not surprised if they win the title, but I'm also not surprised if they're bouncing the first round. 
What is your prediction, man? Because I, 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 I have no idea what's okay, going on. Okay, so I, here's the thing. I officially would be very surprised if they won an NBA championship based on what yeah. I've seen. Um, uh, to me, right now, they have play-in tournament victory, first-round exit written all over them. Uh, you're telling me they're going to go win without home court advantage if they're the eight and Denver's the one? I don't think so. Well... Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you're just going to get five games in a row of game six clay, then yeah, that's how that happened. Right. You know, (laughs) and Draymond, you know, got snubbed for defensive player of the year because obviously you're not going to give that to any warrior this year. And so Draymond (laughs) comes in angry as hell and clay is just, you know, incendiary for an entire series. And Steph Curry is just Steph Curry. That's all he needs to be. He's, you know, he's our perfect child. We don't worry about him. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I don't see an awful lot of postseason success for a team that can't even claim one game above 500 of regular season success. Oh, yeah. That's just how it looks, man. You know, in every year the Warriors have done something special, there has been an inkling somewhere in the regular season of something special is about to happen. Agreed. Yep. There is no inkling of anything special about to happen so far. God damn it. You're right. You're right. If if you're right, they go 20 and four in their last 24 games. I want to come back on here and we will beg forgiveness of (laughs) all that need forgiven. But I mean, like it, 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 it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't doesn't. look like it. It doesn't pass the eye test, the sniff test. It doesn't make sense on paper. It doesn't make sense in my imagination. So I'm out of reasons to think it should happen. The only reason why it could happen is because of who they are. Yep. This is the scary thing. That's not even true. The only reason why this could happen is because of who they were. Oh, oh, that just, that just, that was a knife to the heart. Damn. Who's your team? Is it the Bulls or the Pacers? You're an Indiana kid, but who do you like? That's it. Indiana basketball is all that matters. Got to beat Michigan tonight or Michigan state tonight. First game and first game at the Breslin center since the on-campus shooting is going to be a very emotional night in East Lansing. But the, look, I have been around the Warriors long enough. I'd like to think I was enough of a professional where I don't root for the teams that I cover, but I love the Warriors. (laughs) To me, basketball is what I would prefer to be in front of my eyes, like maybe more than any other sport. I'm a, right. I'm a basketball junkie. It is the ultimate background noise. It is the ultimate what's on With TV you know. tonight. Yep. I don't need to give a, a rip about any basketball team playing if they're playing well. The Warriors, during the peak of all of it, is the greatest. It, it was basketball pornography. It was the greatest basketball that ever has been played, that probably ever will be played. It was mesmerizing. So I I get more excited to cover a Warrior game or watch a Warrior game than I do about the Giants, the Niners, the Sharks, and, anything else. The, and, so, I, you know, am, are you a Warriors fan, Damon? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I, look, my boys are, you know, my three-year-old. He, that's well, he's that's not even awesome, man. Fan. That is awesome. Now he you have seeing, to be, right? He likes now you have Bonte to on the pregame. He got Bonte, my friend Bonte, my friend Bonte. So that's what Jack gets excited about. <laughs> Speaking of East, East Lansing, do you think Draymond comes back next year? That's one of a million mysteries. Like, any inkling? 
I'll just I'm, I'm I'm going to give you my Bob Myers answer on this too. Who gets off the Titanic before it sinks? Is Bob smart enough to do that? Is Drain? Oh, oh, you know, no. They're they're used to so Cyrus. They're used to live. We used to live in a world where Draymond oh. Green going on anyone else's roster meant well he'll never win a championship again. I don't know if that's the truth anymore. Agreed. Draymond Green on a few different rosters means that guy could be in a situation to win a championship again. Yes, maybe more than he's got remaining with the Warriors and going down with their ship. And I think he is is coming into grips with that. And I think that, yeah, I I I think he's I think Bob Myers is probably back, but Draymond is probably gone. Oh my God, Damon, I love you. I could talk to you all day, but you got a Mexico trip coming. Have fun, brother. That's I'm. That's incredible. Perfect timing, too. By the way, February to me is like the best time of year to make a trip like that. So all have fun, man. Broadcasters take off the week of the NBA All Star. Like we just got done with the Super Bowl. Baseball's not here yet. Yep. It's it's the final slog of the NBA season. So yeah, it's the perfect time to get away. Late February is is always when I break away. It's when Bruce Spring Break happens. Good call. This is my my last official professional act before oh. Mexico. So thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. It no, means the world. I love I you. Were, this could be the last interview I ever do. You could really have it. something here. If, stop this, it. if I get washed out to sea in a drunken siesta, this could be it. <laughs> So, if a cartel, if if we learn that you got kidnapped by a cartel, you you will be in our thoughts and prayers. But I I know that's not going to happen. You'll be fine. Um, we got to go to a Warriors game soon. We've been talking about it. I will officially March. text you a few dates so that we can do it in March, make baby. It set in stone, and we'll do this, man. Thanks as always, brother. Anything you want to promote? I know you're on the game nine five seven. Is it three to seven, two to six? I never know what radio drive time is now. Like for afternoons. Know. You don't know. Bullshit. It's, it's, it's three to six. Okay, thank you. Three, well, to, three, six, to, six. three to six o'clock. Damon Bruce and Mr. Sunshine, Ray Ratto. Come get come come get some love. Come get some get a big sports hug from Ray. <laughs> Have you ever hugged Ray Ratto? Does, does he make noise if you squeeze him hard and like does he's he like, he's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> love you, man. Follow Damon Bruce on Twitter at Damon Bruce.